Well, hello, Goldmine readers and our listeners. This is Patrick Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine, and welcome to the Goldmine Magazine podcast. This is a special edition episode, and our guest is Andrew Hawley, who is a collector of vintage music posters. And Andrew has a massive collection of music posters, and he is putting them up for auction through Heritage Auctions. It's called the Vintage Music Posters Auction. And you can bid now, actually, online at www.ha.com, and then join the live auction on November 3rd at 10 a.m. Central. And we'll return with Andrew, who will detail the auction and some of its prized posters. Uh, And he'll also give you tips on displaying and storing your posters right after this quick message from CygnusRadio.com. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine. The Music Collector's Magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Andrew, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. And um, My pleasure. And before we start talking about the Vintage Music Posters Auction via Heritage... Um, let's get to know the collector a little bit behind the auction. Uh, how did you begin collecting posters? Well, I actually started uh, before even posters. I started collecting bootleg records on the, uh, ah. on the doors. Probably through Goldmine and, Magazine, uh, right? What's that? <laughs> through yeah. Goldmine Magazine? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've always been a big fan of Goldmine. I've, I've, I was... I religiously bought it out of the newsstand and yeah. I placed ads, and um, yeah, I was always looking for, uh, you know, but it started with the records, but in, in 1986, I bought my first uh, my first uh, concert poster, and... Um, you are hooked? Yeah, I guess I could say I was never the same since. Was there any reason that you're getting rid of these particular items? I mean, just clearing space after having them for a certain amount of time, is, is that basically it? No, well, I mean... Uh, I just decided that it was uh, it'd be kind of um, cool to share some of the stuff with the, uh, the the public, and many of right. these pieces are the only ones I have, uh, and they're the best of the best. Um, you know, they're uh, they're not um, you know second tier. These are it doesn't get better than uh, many of these. So it um, it's giving the public a chance to get right. things that have never seen the light of day or come up for auction, or they'll probably never have a chance to get again sure now you shared with me earlier that there's a poster you once once had that you kind of regret getting rid of and is now on your current want list and that was an elvis poster can you uh, describe it a little bit because our listeners are collectors too so you never know if they might even have this well and back in 2007 i found an original 1956 elvis presley uh, concert poster from the from the um, Tupelo, Alabama dairy farm show. Yeah. It was Elvis's uh, return home uh, to his homeland, uh, Tupelo, Mississippi. And I had that poster. It was printed by Hatch Posters. Uh, as a picture of Elvis, as known as the tonsil shot, with him playing the guitar um, with his mouth open. It was taken in Tampa in 1955. And um, yeah, I uh, I got rid of the poster, and it's just one of those ones that. Um, that I wish I, wish I could, uh, you know, find again. Well, maybe someone out there has it uh, who listens to this now. How can they contact your website? You have a website, right? 
Yes, they have a it's a vintage concert poster buyer.com. Vintage concert poster buyer.com. That's my uh that's my website and uh um, they can contact you. Yeah, I think that I think the poster might actually be on there. Yeah, wow. Well, that's yeah. cool. But okay, let's get let's get to the uh auction at hand at Heritage, uh the vintage music posters auction. Now, there are a few that uh, caught my eye, and one most notable one is the Otis Redding poster, Up for Bid. And that is a really, to me, it really pops because of the graphic design. And that's the, the uh, Shower of Stars. Yeah, we actually chose that as the, um, I mean, people were so, at, uh, at Heritage Auctions, people were so enamored by that, they said, let's just put that as a sole poster um, for on, on the cover. On the cover. Just yeah. use that one poster. Catalog. And amongst collectors, it's without a doubt, uh, could be the most coveted soul poster of all time, but it's certainly the most coveted uh, Otis. And it even has its own nickname. It's called the uh, Otis Rainbow. Yes. Due to it's all the, you know, the beautiful colors. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Uh, printed by Globe Poster and the, and the full shot of Otis singing at the microphone. It's just, it's, it's stupendous. And it, uh, Man, the colors, I mean, you can't even, it's neon, it's just a neon, it's like a... It pops. It's like it's lit up, it's like it has batteries aren't included, it's like you can't even really <laughs> capture the true colors on the uh, on the uh, picture. And Heritage told me it looks near mint, I mean, I'm seeing a photo of it, so, but in person it looks near mint. Yeah, there was, um, I think there was a little tear at the top uh, that was fixed, but I mean, the fact that that poster... Mm-hmm even survived and survived without, you know, sun fading or being folded. It just Exactly. Uh, I mean, think about that. If you went to that show or or took that poster home, it'd be rather cumbersome. It's like, but it's, I don't know if it's 20 by 30. I think it might even be a little bigger. But just to transport that thing, you know, home without, you know, just ruining it would be, that'd be a chore, you In know, itself. unto itself. Yeah, and, and, you know, collectors weren't like they are now where they collect everything. You know, a lot of these are thrown in the trash afterwards. So the fact that it was saved is is fantastic. And speaking of which, you have a great story about one of the other posters, the a Beatles DC Stadium ticket sales flyer. It's more a flyer than a poster, right? It's nineteen sixty six. Yeah, it's a, it's a flyer. I think it's like a measured around um, around six by nine. And it was uh, I'm a lady that actually attended the show. And the the flyer was found in a book. Wow! Um, it was uh, it was just put in a book, and um, probably for safekeeping, could have been used as a bookmark. Who knows? Right. But it was uh, it was there, you know, put in a book. And there's an old saying that this stuff is saved by a mistake yep. and found by a mistake. Yep. And in that, this is truly that example that someone who, you know, that. Probably would have thrown it out, but you know, for some reason, stuck it in a book, forgot it was there, and because they forgot it was there, it remained safe and out of harm's way. And one day, going through stuff, opening up a book, and voila, there's a there's an incredibly rare, incredibly beautiful uh, Beatles uh, handbill, concert handbill from Washington, 1966, one of their final shows before they broke up. Yeah, well, that's the reason why we call ourselves Goldmine because a lot of people will go to tag sales. You never know what you might be, find, you know, either in a book or behind a painting or just someone selling it for real cheap. So you, you just oh, never know. Absolutely. The things that have uh, come up through Goldman, I mean, I feel like, like I said, I found some tremendous stuff. And it's, uh, that's, that's part of the, 
fun of this whole thing is the um, the hunt. Um, but when you get these posters, though, and when you throw them into a frame, I mean, they just really pop. They come to life. Now, there's there's also 1963 Beach Boys, and this is a Marysville Auditorium concert, and this was in the Dennis Wilson estate. So that's yes, it came. It came from Dennis Wilson. It originally came from Dennis Wilson's estate, and as far as I know, it's the only one known to exist. And of course, it's um, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, uh, the dark day in America, when President Kennedy was yeah. assassinated. Wow, that is that is poignant, man. And I'm looking at it here, and it's it looks like it's in pretty decent shape for. I even noticed that it says you can get tickets at Tower Books in Sacramento, which is pretty <laughs> pretty funny, yeah. all these little details of on each poster, which leads you to yeah, one. It's a, I actually talked to the, the the person who promoted it was Fred really? Vale, and I actually met him in person and Fred Vale wanted right. to know if the show happened, and it did indeed happen. They debated it for a while, but the show did go on, and, um, you know, it's a, and it's a classic poster with them holding the woody and um, yep. it just um, has that real primitive kind of a uh, uh, surf look to it it's um it's not a bright color or anything but it really you know it's a sign of the times and how you know you can tell the poster is really appealing to the uh, the local teenagers there in yeah. a small town in marysville you know outside of sacramento yeah well you could see here you could buy a ticket for a dollar fifty you know, I would love to. You can't even get a. You can't even get a Dodger dog for that. Amen. Fifty. I don't know if you can buy anything at a vending uh, stand at a baseball game for dollar fifty. That's I mean, funny. You can get a bag of popcorn in a movie for a dollar fifty. Right. Well, you could take a time machine back and get one for a dollar fifty. But anyway, I also love the. Uh, there's a Rolling Stones one and. This one's great because there's a the way it's designed. Uh, it has a neat design, like a cut and paste design. But below, there's empty space for um, the promoter to write on, and indeed he did. He wrote where to get the tickets for the show, and and pen, which is to me makes it more interesting of a poster. Absolutely. The poster was actually printed by Murray Posters out of New York City, and they were obviously sent to the uh, local promoter of that Stones, um, Dayton, Ohio, the O'Hare Arena in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. And um, the Stones just were, that, that, that arena was meant to hold around five to 6,000 people, and I think they said 800 people right. showed up, and the Stones did about six songs and split. Yeah. So the fact that I mean, there you are. I mean, the, the I mean, what band has lasted over the generations longer than the Stones? Nobody. Right. And to have something that just takes you back to their second American tour when I mean, Brian uh, Jones. Nobody uh, virtually yeah. knew who they were, and somebody saved a poster. Um, who was in was attendance? Like, yeah. Like you said, handwritten in where to buy tickets, and I mean that's something that you and I would do if we were playing a gig or something. You know, yes. we'd make our own posters and. <laughs> They didn't even print it in for the Stones. The Stones couldn't even get that done. I mean, somebody right. had to just write in where to buy the tickets, and right. it's amazing it got saved. But here, here it is. Isn't there uh, so a, many years later? Isn't there a particular uh, name for that kind of template where there's um, white space at the bottom? Yeah, it's like a tour blank. So they would yeah. so they would use that for different cities whenever they yeah. would uh, 
whatever they would play, they just would fill in the different information. But it's it's a gorgeous poster, and, um, and the fact that it's survived the tricks of time is pretty amazing. Well, you know, gold mine's not only for seasoned collectors, but it's for newbies or people who just want to start collecting, which is, you know, it's very exciting when you first start, um, as you were explaining oh, with posters. absolutely, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, I, like I said, I, earlier, I, you know, when the, when the, when the new gold mine would, uh, I remember, uh, like every other week or whatever when it come out it's like you couldn't wait to like pop it open and see who's yeah. in the collector's showcase and yep. see um, sometimes wow. you know, I, found, I found some incredible posters out of there myself yeah well we still have that collector's showcase well but but the thing is is do you have any advice for a newbie buying, say, they, one of the winning bidders on one of these posters um, if not displaying it putting into storage you know, you also brought up the fact that framing, too, you have to be very careful. You definitely have to be framing. You know? I mean, these posters, especially the ones in these auctions, I mean, these are really scarce posters. These are not ones, um, you know, that you can get elsewhere. Uh, you can look around, but you're not going to find them. And that's that's why this stuff's in auction, because we wanted to make it that type of an auction. So if you're going to invest in something, when you take them to the framers, um Make sure they do not dry mount them onto a board. Right. Um, uh, you don't want to do that. And then also you want to make sure that you use uh, UV plexiglass. Yes. And that blocks out like about 95 or so percent of the, you know, the, of the sun's, you know, bad rays, you know, that can fade a poster. Well, you said that you use some sort of a glass that, because you're in California with earthquakes, right? Uh, yeah, the plexiglass. You can get. You can either use real glass to get a poster framed, or yep. you can use um, uh, plexiglass. And I always use plexiglass in case a poster, you know, during an earthquake got jarred from the wall. Mm. It won't splinter glass. Uh, glass splinters. So you don't want to um, have that happen. Have the poster poster damaged. And it's it's really important to get the. The UV, it's it's not cheap, but it's well worth the investment. Especially when you're, if you're investing in this. And what if you want to put it in storage for a while? Um, you can't roll these up, so, you know. Do, yeah, the boxing style. They call them the boxing style posters, these ones on cardboard, because they mimic the old, you know, fight posters of the day. Yes. You know, the old Muhammad Ali, Joe right. Frazier type posters and, and that kind of stuff. So. Many times, I, like for instance, I store some of mine in architectural files. Interesting. You, know, you can slide them flat, and they, you know, they're in big metal files, and they're safe from the sun. And um, you know, if something fell on the file, they're not going to get damaged. But um, you definitely, you know, it depends on where you live and stuff. Some some people have, you know, areas where it's very humid and mm -hmm. you know whatnot, and. You might want to even wrap it in a tissue paper to protect it from getting, you know, mold or, right. you know, damage. But the architectural files are pretty good. Man. That, that's what I use, and you know, to store my stuff. Yeah, that's good advice. Well, I'm anxious to see the results when the, the auction happens, and it'll be November 3rd. And uh, we wish you all the best, and thanks for giving us the time on the show. And I'm yeah. sure we'll be in touch, you know, you being a big collector. Yeah, no problem. It's going to be it's going to be a tremendous auction and like 
and even like for people like who didn't even bid or something like that, just just to watch this stuff, you're going to get a real it's a real trip down the uh, the who's who of uh, 50s and 60s rock and roll and rhythm and blues. It's it's pretty pretty incredible. Yeah, I'm sure even you don't even have to be a music collector. Design buffs will be into it. So, um, oh my gosh, yeah, those, those glow posters in there, whatever. Just you know, there's a designer out of Baltimore that made a lot of those cardboard posters. I mean. They're just uh, the design of that stuff and the thought that went into the you know design of that stuff is incredible. Well, thanks very much, Andrew. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks for having me on. Thank you, Andrew. Hope everyone enjoyed Andrew's detailed descriptions of posters up for auction at Heritage Auctions for the Vintage Music Posters Auctions. You can bid now online at www.ha.com, then join the live auction on November 3rd at 10 a.m. Central. This is editor Patrick Prince signing off. Don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content that you won't go get in the print edition and get information there on the website about how to subscribe to the print edition. That's monthly and is on newsstands at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million and select record stores. Those record stores are listed in our store directory in the magazine. Okay, well, we'll catch you next time. Bye for now. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.